Welcome to the One Degree Shift Podcast, where we learn the little changes that future-proof some of our favorite companies and teams. Here's your host, Eric Termundi. Lori, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift Podcast today. How are you? I'm good. I'm okay today. Isn't it <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. crazy times right now? It is. It is. And that how are you doing or how are you feeling is so much more important now, that question. We've been friends here in Vancouver for nearly half a decade now, and I've admired the work that you do, the clients that you work with, and ultimately the transformation that you make within organizations. But I don't want my guests to hear it from me. I'd rather they hear it from you. So can you share a little bit about the work that you do and ultimately perhaps how we got to have this conversation today? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for creating this space. And, you know, I think podcasts are now even more important for us to stay connected and to continue learning, to keep ourselves engaged during this time of social distancing. You know, I usually start off with my purpose, but for today, I'm feeling called to share one of my core values, which is connecting humanity. And what that means and why that's a strong value of mine, it's a reminder that we're not alone and that we're also interconnected as human beings. And during this time, what I'm really loving and like the the opportunity and the silver lining is that people are are now becoming more aware of what's most important in their lives. And they're, they're really focusing on that and taking care of what's most important. And that's really what Spark has been doing over the last few years. It's, it's really helping people, individuals and teams understand their values, their purpose, their vision. Like, who are they and what do they stand for so that we can live more authentically? So I appreciate, again, being able to have this conversation with you today. Well, thank you for saying that. And just just for clarity, for for the listener's sake, when you say who they are and what's important to them, do you mean individuals, teams, or companies? And how do you go about enabling them to understand what, what that is? So I like to use the example of, and I'm going to put the question back on you, um, Eric. So. Sure. Imagine you don't know your values or your purpose in life. Like, tell me, how does that feel for you? Well, I mean, if I were to be totally honest, um, with a lot of my events and my revenue being pulled over the next four months, for sure, uh, I would say aimless, helpless, a little lost, deflating, I think those are sort of words that come to mind. Mm -hmm. And And it's draining. And I think for some of us too, who haven't taken the time to uncover or, t- or articulate those in words that can connect to ourselves, but also that we're able to communicate it with others that, um, yeah, it, we, we are not as um, engaged or motivated or inspired. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we work with individuals, teams or companies, this is the example that we give them. Here's, here's option one or here's option two. If you do put the time to reflect on what's most important to you, Uh, as a person or as a company, and you're able to then live intentionally, you know, make choices that that are aligned with that, then you're you're more fulfilled. You're the opposite of what Mm. you just shared. You're the opposite of feeling lost and deflated or, you know, lack of direction or motivation. So that's kind of why, why it's important, but that's also what we have been focusing on. And by doing that, we, we help them Uh, We guide them through some reflection questions. A lot of it is very, very personal, asking them to Mm -hmm. just take a moment to just pause and think about what's most important to them by asking some guiding questions. And then from there, 
it's an it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that lifelong journey, here we are. I would say the the future of work isn't something that's coming. It's something that happened seemingly last week. And as we move into this sort of remote dynamic, what would you say to those who are feeling that through these turbulent times, things haven't been as seamless or as easy as perhaps they'd want them to be? Well, it's really, you know, keeping me up at night and was even keeping me up at night even before this this whole event happened was that every time we were speaking with leaders or especially the business owners and the CEOs of, and founders of companies, they were already feeling like they can't handle it. You know, they were, they were already right. feeling distracted and like, I don't have time for this. Or, and a lot of it was them feeling a little bit guilty that they weren't being more present for their team or especially with their families. And so I, I can't even imagine what they're feeling today going through this and then the rest of the team because as we know if it starts with the leaders and they're already feeling not as as aligned then that whole energy is fed throughout the organization now you add Mm -hmm. this whole current global event where for the first time not not just you know you and i've been talking about remote work like remote work has been Mm -hmm. around for Mm -hmm. a while and you know we've been remote workers and understand the benefits of it but it's completely different now eric because there's school closures businesses now that are not open like we're not just working from home we're working from home with families and everything else and it's a completely different remote environment Mm -hmm. so I guess my practical advice I don't even want to give advice but just a thought an invitation is that right now there's a lot of uncertainty so there's a lot of stress and overwhelm added on Mm -hmm. even greater Mm -hmm. than we've ever experienced before And so the thing that we need to focus on is our mental health and our emotional and physical and spiritual kind of energy around that. So what does that mean? We need to, we need to take care of number one, we got to put that oxygen mask, find ways to calm ourselves because right now we're high levels of cortisol. We can't even begin to have empathy and compassion or, you know, for others, if we're already at this high level of stress, we have to calm ourselves down so that we can then start to feel that connection with ourselves and others. What would you say to leaders now who are looking to ensure engagement, well-being, the mental health of their team remotely? First thing that comes up for me is check in with yourself. What is, what is your energy today? Like when you wake up in the morning and you're about to start your day, you know, set a, create a daily ritual to check in on your energy be okay that you're not okay. Because I know being a leader myself, running my own business, we feel the pressure of having it together all the time, just because we've got lots of eyes mm-hmm. on ourselves. And it is part of our role. We're in a fishbowl. And so with all that pressure, just know, knowing that you're, you're a human being as well, and you're going through this just right. as much as everyone else. So what can you do to take care of you and so that you can be better for others? Would you be open to sharing what that ritual looks like for you? Sure. And you know what, I'll be honest with you, um, Eric, with with everything that's going on. It's it's been a struggle. I mean, mm-hmm. I wake up some mornings feeling like what is happening? Like, I know there's a lot of silver linings and opportunities for sure. At the same time, I don't want us to just put aside the fact that this is a crisis and that we're going through mm-hmm. a hard time. Mm-hmm. With crisis, there's opportunity. I totally get that. But same time we need to just be realistic that uh, it's going to be challenging for the next you know few who knows how long mm-hmm. and so um, 
I just kind of wake up every day. I have a ritual and I try my best to stick to it as much as possible. And if I don't and I miss something because I wake up and I just feel a little bit angry and I just don't want to do my meditation, that I'm, I'm kind to myself and I, I know that the next day is a new day. And so I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, first thing I do, I have a glass of water to refresh my body. Water has been very, I mean, luckily we have water still. Can you imagine that? So no kidding. we're not yeah. in a, a crisis where there's, Right. I know a lot of people are getting picked mm-hmm. up uh, bottles of water, but uh, we're lucky in Canada to have water. And then I do my meditation and that could look like 10 to 5 to 10 minutes to 20 minutes, depending on just, you know, how I'm feeling that moment. Again, I'm just allowing myself and not feeling pressure of having to, you know, obligation or to do it, just kind of allowing um, I do some exercise uh, as well, some fitness activity, whether that might just be movement, maybe go for a walk. Early morning walks mm-hmm. are actually really good to avoid the crowds and get mm-hmm. some pressure. Yep. But of course, you know, you can practice social distancing. I do some gratitudes as well. I do daily gratitudes. I know it's, it's tricky. Sometimes we, tell, we share with people the power of gratitude and it's hard because there's so much that's going on. But if you can even just one thing that you're grateful for, like just being healthy and being alive and, and, and actually having a home to live in, there is so much that we can be grateful for. Just even those, those three or four items is um, a great way to start your morning and then just check in. How am I feeling and how do I want to be today? And then, and then, and then go, go on with your day. If you were to take out your crystal ball and we've now fast forwarded to the first day back to the office, what needs to continue that's happening right now and what needs to stop that's happening right now? Well, I think earlier you mentioned about trust, right? Because here's the challenge Mm -hmm. that we had with our clients that, that we would encourage them to create more flexibility around work schedules. And I would still have some leaders saying, well, you know, how do I even know that they're doing their work? And, you know, even if all the studies show that this is, this is what people want, future worker wants this, more flexibility, autonomy. Right. And um, anyhow, I think that if we continue to trust our team, that they're doing the best that they can in, in you know, in the circumstances that they, that, that, that they're all going through, I think that's definitely one, one thing. And how do you continue that on? What's happening right now for leaders leading remote teams is that they're having to pay more attention because you can only do so much like on a, on video, right? Or even phone call and and all of the different messaging channels. And so continuing to check in, but now you're doing it in person, right? You're, you're continuing to notice people, their energy, their, by their facial expressions, by their lack of response. Um, You can, you know, I think continually checking in with them. Um, openly giving your trust. So I know that's tricky for some people. But what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that we need to lead by example as leaders to say, you know what, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to have the courage to trust just that everything's, you know, that everything's there and, and it just allowing that. Because if you show that you're trusting them first, then they will mm-hmm. also feel trusted and trust you back. And then um, the empathy and compassion is so, so key right now to continue to do that. Just knowing that Again, everyone has best intentions. Get curious as to what that individual on your team, each unique individual, what's important to them because everyone's right. life is different. They all have different, some of them have aging parents, some have kids, some have no kids, some have pets. Like everyone's different. Find out what's most important to them and continue to support what they value most in life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I had uh, I heard a story of a leader who um, had a, pa- a pad of paper on his desk and he learned something or multiple things about each one of the six people on his team and wrote that down as things that they needed to remember when they're having that call again. Like you said, if there are aging parents or young kids or perhaps you know, a, a wife or a husband that's out of work or something like that, what he could do is just refer to his little cheat sheet <laughs> um, so he knew he wouldn't forget anything and truly check in to better understand how, how those people were doing uh, on a really personal level just so that they knew that he cared and it worked very well. That's great, Eric. In our, in our creating a culture of belonging um, workshop, we also gave them like a, a sheet. They just like, I asked, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of a test for all the CEOs in the room. So I did this from a K CEO forum and I asked yep. them, okay, make a list of all your te- of people that you work with, whether it's peers right. or, or people that actually report to you. And then I said, now let's write a list of all these different things. What are their values? You know, what's their family status you know what are their interests what are their strengths Mm -hmm. you know just like a whole list of different things and i said if you're not able to do that like in this moment within five minutes there's the opportunity and even more now you know what we're going through today so i'm so happy to hear that that leader is doing that yeah were you surprised either way to find that leaders knew more or less than their team than you thought they should am i surprised Okay, so here's what was the response. The response was that they didn't know as much as they wished they, they had. Right. So, right. and that's common because think about the day-to-day conversations that we have. Even when we do training on one-on-one check-in meetings, people are used to saying, what's coming up for you for your day? Like your, your status, like the, the job status, the project status. It's not very often that a leader would, would simply say, how are you feeling today? What's most important right. to you? How is your family? You know, mm-hmm. how is the work situation? Like, it's a different kind of conversation that we must have and continue to have going forward. I think that's the thing that's changed is that we've been talking about empathy and compassion, and I've been talking about love, but let's just focus on empathy and compassion sure, as, as sure. skills that we need to learn more of. And, and, and it, now we're actually, that's, that is it. There's nothing else that we can do as leaders. Uh, you know, besides, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to keep their jobs together, the one way to stay connected and ensure that your people feel trusted and cared for is, is providing more empathy and compassion. Lori, this has been a fantastic conversation. As we near the end of our time together, I have one, one last sort of area that I want to discuss with you. And that is this notion, this theme, this core pillar belief of yours, that is love. You've been talking about love for longer than I've known you. And I just want to understand for the sake of the podcast, where does love fit in the workplace and how can we promote it and what should we really be watching for? Thank you for asking that question. And I'm excited to share that uh, again sure. for our community. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's another, another thing. There's, there's only love and fear in the world. And so there's a lot of Amy Edmondson talks about fear, fear-based organization. If you're in a fear-based organization or have a fear-based leader, what happens there is that you have a lot of, of ego, lack of innovation, no trust, um, micromanaging, you know, all the different things that we don't really want in, a, in an organization that, that creates toxicity. So the opposite of that, would be love, right? It would be belonging, right. connection, empathy, yeah. people feeling cared and trusted. So when I talk about it, and hopefully that, that makes sense for people in practical terms about love versus fear, it's just the opposite of what we normally don't want in an organization. So if you mm-hmm. want to use the word love, amazing. If you want to use something right. else that feels 
more your kind of word. It's really about being human to each other. And this is, this is, the, this is the silver line of what's happening right now is that it's time for us to bring more humanity to the world, not just the workplace, but uh, definitely right. to our day to day. This has been incredible. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us as we close off? I think just, again, our shared responsibility to take ownership for our energy. So if you could wake up in the morning and check in how you want to feel, how you want to be, and then choose love, lead with love and compassion, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. would be amazing. Thanks, Eric. Uh, incredible. Laurie, where can people find you? Well, they can Google or they can go to my LinkedIn and, and I know that there will be details on the podcast and I'm happy mm-hmm, to connect. Mm-hmm. I'm always welcome to, to learn and connect with people. Fantastic. Laurie is an incredible resource and I thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. For more podcasts, show notes, and to connect with our speaker today, visit erictermundi.com. That's E-R-I-C-T-E-R-M-U-E-N-D-E.com. And click the podcast tab. Thanks for listening.